This is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey and the constellation of Castabras. Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. Welcome to episode 40. The Big 4 Big 4 40 episodes. I know. Wow. It's not bad. Bit of a milestone. We're still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always good, isn't it? It's always good when you last. I suppose if we go up in tens, we've reached 40. See if we can reach 50. Well, yeah. You're not very, um, gonna say you're not, not hopeful or, or, or uh, something I should know. No, I'm very hopeful. Yeah, I'm hoping we might meet, make a hundred. I'm sure we will. Yeah, as long as you guys aren't sick of us, we'll get there. <laughs> That's it, time will tell. Time will tell. So, we hope you guys have had a fantastic week. Um, there was a, there was a slight hiccup, which is totally my fault. Um, at the end of last week's um, episode, we did tell you guys that we would be recording. Uh, sorry, we'd, we'd be reviewing uh, Carnival of Monsters this week. Um, but due to uh, an error on my part, we had to switch that over. And uh, we're going to be doing Black Orchid. And Ooh. the reason for that is because I don't have um, all of the classic stuff on DVD as yet. And um, when I went to order Carnival of Monsters... Uh, well, actually, I went to go and pick it up in the uh, Forbidden Planet store in London. Because I assumed I'd get it in there. Every, oh, I'm amazed yeah. they didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah, because every time I've been in there, um, they've got like a huge, like, I'm pretty sure they've got 90% of all of the classic stuff. And they've normally got five or six copies of it as well. Um, so I, I, would, know, I would have put a good wager they would have had it. I was absolutely flabbergasted. Yeah. 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 So I know it's you wrong to thought. assume, but I assumed that they would have it, at least one copy of it, but they didn't. So I thought, that's cool. I'll jump on Amazon, get it delivered fairly quick. Um, they had one copy left, and it was coming from some um, third-party supplier. It wasn't coming from Amazon, and it wasn't going to get here in time. Um, so what I did was I ordered the box set. You know the revisitations box set. I think it's number two. Oh yes, it's in there. Yeah, it's in there, and but that still wasn't going to come on time. Hence, having to swap the episodes over. So very sorry about that. But um, we'll be doing Carnival of Monsters the week after next. So that'll be episode forty-two. That's it. I actually, I was just yeah. thinking maybe everybody rushed out to buy it so they could watch it before <laughs> our review. Because, <laughs> yeah, maybe actually that re- revisitations box set's good. What, what's the other ones in there? Can you remember? Um, the other ones, um, they're always really good. Those sets. Yes. Um, they're hold on. They're not that great. Oh, because really? it screws up your shelf management. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but no, they are good. Um, the other ones in there are. Uh, where are we? Yeah, so um, Black Orchid, Seeds of Death. Oh, sorry, Seeds of Death, Carnival of Monsters, and Resurrection of the Daleks. Oh, Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah. Have you seen yeah. that one? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, the right. Tower, that's the, the classic scene on Tower Bridge, right? Tower Bridge. Uh, it's uh, Davison. Resurrection? Davison, isn't it? Oh, is it Davison? Yeah. Oh, maybe I haven't seen it then. Nah. Is it a Tom Baker one? The Tower Bridge one, or is that Trout and... I don't know. I'm getting all muddled. Oh, God. Anyway, it's a good box set. So, mm. yeah, Carnival of Monsters is in there. So I'll be all ready to rock and roll for episode 42. Um, talking of Forbidden Planet, I think you I'm... and I had a, a an impossible walk past each other, almost. I, I can't believe it. Um, this is crazy. Basically, listeners, we Gary and I were in Forbidden Planet at almost... Well, absolutely at the same time and didn't even know i i, I assume you went up for the uh, comic day did you yeah yeah so did i um <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredible we were so yeah we, we didn't see each other uh, it was only when i saw your tweet that i realized you were in there and i only went i went last minute decision uh, yeah. because um i was thinking of going and then i i was like oh it's going to cost me money to get out there and blah blah and then my partner started doing the bathroom and banging stuff and i was like right i'm out here so <laughs> so i i decided right i'm going to go to forbidden planet so it's a very last minute decision but yeah it's really odd we were both there at the same time didn't see each other didn't know so it's all a bit 
a bit of a missed opportunity there, but hey. Yeah, it's a bit of a paradox. Oh, so, yeah, and we both missed the signing as well, didn't we? So I, annoying. Yeah, yeah, my train was delayed and I got there half an hour late and it all was all over. So I got the comic, but I didn't get it signed. And I think, yeah, you got there a bit late and missed the signing as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did. London was quite busy that day. Oh, it's manic. What yeah. was going on? Yeah, it's crazy. I did bump into Al Murray, though. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Did you say hello? I did, but not yeah. intentionally. Oh, right. Yeah. He was walking past me past, um, uh, you know, they've moved all the Doctor Who stuff now. And um, he was actually, I think he was in with his wife or his girlfriend and he was having a look and um, he was saying, oh, there's not much Who stuff in here at the minute. And I thought the same thing. And then as I looked round to see who said that, I thought, well, it's Al Murray. Oh, and cool. I had my, uh, my son with me and I said, Ben, it's Al Murray. And he must have heard me. Because he turned around and said, hello. <laughs> I said, hello, it's Al Murray. And he went, yes, hello. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, it's always awkward, isn't it? What do you say when you see somebody that you know from the telly but don't know? You know it's always a bit awkward, yeah. isn't it? There can but be he's, that, a, yeah. he's a cool guy. He, he likes Doctor Who, doesn't he? He's into his who. Yeah. But it's quite awkward. You never know quite what to, to say because, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, I have it sometimes with certain people that I've seen off the TV where it's kind of... Mm, you, you don't want to be too kind of fanboyish because you don't want no, them exactly. to roll their eyes and be like, oh, here we go, here's another one. Yeah, that's right, yeah, I know what you mean. And on the same, you know, on the same thing, you don't also want to be like, oh, it's just you. <laughs> you want to show, <laughs> yes, you right. want to show <laughs> some, you know, some appreciation that this person's in front of you. It's a, it's a strange one, fandom. Did you, did you pick any uh, Doctor Who stuff up? Did you get anything that day? No, I didn't, they didn't have anything that, oh, that great bit... there. No, it's a bit. Uh, as Al pointed out, it's a bit bit dry, wasn't it? There wasn't much. Wasn't much there. I um, mm. I didn't get much either. Yeah, I got some comics and some other bits and pieces, but yeah, because I thought if they're going to move all that Doctor Who range and they put it in a different place, they would have had like a, a refresh and brought some new stuff out. But no, nothing really that I hadn't seen the last couple of times I'd been down there. Yeah, actually, I was groaning about that because I was already in a bad mood because um, I'd sort of been forced out of the house. And, and also the train was packed, so I'd stood all the way to London. And uh, it was really busy everywhere. Forbidden Planet was heaving, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So I was already a bit hassled. And then I got in there, and I don't like change. And they'd moved everything around. <laughs> and I was like, where's all the stuff? I, well, I was in a, it's probably a good job we didn't see me, actually. I, was, I wasn't in the best of moods by the time I came out of there. <laughs> uh, I would have been told off. Yeah, why? Uh, Gary, I'm in a rush move. <laughs> sorry man sorry sorry no i was pleased <laughs> i got the comic i was i was definitely glad i went up because uh, it was good to get the the comic and um i got the when was it the the other comic signed 20 ad i'm, I'm not even sure what it is 2000 um, AD. 2000 ad that'd yep. be the one uh yeah so i got that got that signed because it was happening while i was there so i thought well may as well yeah. um so but yeah i didn't didn't get much who stuff okay because they didn't have much didn't have much yeah and you know when forbidden planet's busy when you have to queue outside to get in yeah. Yeah, there must be like five or six people out on the street waiting to go in as we got there. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Forbidden planet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me started on them. It's still a bit of a bone of contention with them, so oh. let's move on. Let's move on. Shall we get yeah. shall we get stuck in with the news and land it? Yeah, yeah, land it, mate. Let's get into the news. Cool. I say, shall we do the news? Yes. Yes. First up, um, we don't really like starting with bad news, I guess. Um, More, yeah, sad news. Sad news. And um, But the way that we look at it here is that um, we don't really see it as, as sad or bad news. We see it as a celebration, really. Um, mm. You know, we don't want to <clears throat> dwell on, on this sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, so you guys would have remembered this guy from... Uh, the Tenth Doctor's um, episode, uh, the Doctor's daughter, and he was this this guy was a really cool character called General Cobb, mm. and um, unfortunately he passed away at the age of sixty nine um, recently. And um, I think it I think he played a really a really good character in that. What about you? 
Yeah, I, I think he did. I mean, I was, I, was, I was trying to think back to when we reviewed the episode, actually, but mm. he does stick in the mind. He does. So, you yeah. know, he, yeah, yeah, I think he, he was good in it. He was. He played this really... Um, sort of grouchy. Yeah, yeah, this really grumpy, grouchy, and not really messing with everybody. Because mm. the storyline, the way it worked as it as you went through the episode was all of these soldiers were actually created like within a day or two, weren't they? Or a matter of yeah. weeks or something. Because they felt like they'd been fighting this war for a long time. Um, and yeah, so he's got this kind of army general kind of hardness about his character. He's got this old wise kind of thing going on, but he's actually very naive and quite and quite uh, close-minded. So I thought that was, I thought he acted that really well. I th- I'm not sure if we mentioned that on the, on the review for that, but um, yeah, I thought he did that really well. And he's had a really long career, this guy, and like quite a couple of big films and loads and loads of TV stuff. Yeah, and loads of theatre as well, actually, looking at this, yeah. Mm, loads of stuff. So very sad. Nigel Terry um, has passed away recently, but um, uh, yeah, so it's good, good to look back on his career and see his, uh, uh, just so much he's done. I mean, when I looked through the list of all the stuff that he'd been in, I was like, whoa, he's been in that, he's been in that, he's been in that. So uh, yeah, Nigel Terry. So, yeah. Yeah. He has, got, so he has got one of his faces as well, like you said, you do, maybe if you didn't know the name when you see him, he's one of these actors that has cropped up in quite a stuff, you know, quite a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Next bit in, of news, buddy. Uh, yeah, in other news, I was going to say a bit of good news here. We've got um, Big Finish Productions. They're on a roll at the minute, aren't they? How are they finding the time to, to produce this stuff? But they've just secured the rights um, to do some Torchwood audios. And they're going to produce six new stories um, starring a lot of the original cast, which is great. Starting with, well, who else but Captain Jack. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, I, th- I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Gary, but I believe these are coming out around September. Is that right? The first one is September. Yeah. Yes. First one, September. Yep. So this is good, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm surprised this hasn't happened um, before, actually. I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. We've, I think they did some radio plays at Torchwood, and there have been a few CDs uh, out in the past. But it's good to have like the original cast coming back to do some. It is. And it's a good thing, a really good thing. And um, like you, I'm really surprised it's taken this long. Mm. I'm not sure why. Maybe I'm not sure if Big Finish have pushed for this previously. Or if it's just something that's um, not really been on the priority because they've been very busy with Doctor Who um, and all their other stuff as well. I always it's always amazed me how much stuff Big Finish does as well as Doctor Who. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so much stuff, and um, yeah, so this is awesome. And I'm I'm glad that John Barrowman's back as well. Yeah, and I bet he is as well because he he loves this character, doesn't he? he just loves yeah. loves the whole Torchwood, Catching Jack, Doctor Who thing. So yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking these will be good. I mean, Big Finish, you know, are known now for their quality productions, and yeah, um, yeah, you sort of what I'm saying is like I think they're in safe hands, so you, they should be good. Um, I'll definitely be picking up uh, a couple of these um, to you know see what they're like. Yes, I'm going to pre-order this first one. I'm going to pre-order it. So that I don't pay double the price when it actually comes out. Yes, right, same. So I'm definitely <laughs> going to pre-order this one because I'm actually quite, I'm actually quite interested where they take the story as well, because um, a lot of fans who have been asking and have been kind of shouting out for Torchwood to come back um, on the TV, I think it's quite justified because they didn't really close the whole thing off, did they? They didn't wrap no. everything up, so there's still a lot of story yeah. to go. There is. There's not many cast members left mm, <laughs> by yeah. the end of uh, by the end of Miracle Day. But they, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's 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 always a lot of um, you know, there's always a lot of stories in Torchwood to be told. You know, like I said, they haven't wrapped it all up. And uh, a bit like Dot Two, it's got loads of places it can go and loads of things it can do. You know, it's um, it's a good format for a show. So That's yeah, cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I I'm surprised. Like normally, Big Finish announce these things so far in advance. Like they'll announce something um, like the Fourth Doctor Adventures, for example, with uh, Lala Ward, and they're coming out next year. And but they announced it like two years ago, I think. Okay. And, you know, so I'm surprised that these are coming out in September. You know, feels quite quite soon already. So yeah, I'm looking forward to these. Yeah, and it, like you say, it's in safe hands as well because they the quality of their stuff has been so good for a long time now yeah you kind of i know nothing's assured but you've you've got that you know if it's with those guys it's going to be good yeah absolutely so. and like you said i mean with the amount they are producing it's amazing that the standard of their audios are, are so good actually uh, yeah they're on a real roll at the minute they are world domination from behind microphones <laughs> yes right. a bit like us really 
<laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, okay, so that's cool. And then last up, news-wise, um, this is going to make a lot of fans very happy or it's going to annoy a lot of people. Um, so Alex Kingston has been um, having a natter at Megacon over in the US. And I'm not sure if she has been quizzed on this subject or if she was doing a Q&A or something. Um, but she has said that... Um, well, I can, well, I'm assuming that somebody's asked her something while they've been having something signed or she's done a panel. And they must have said something like, um, will River Song come back? And she goes on to say that all I can say is spoilers. Um, but what I can, but what I will say is the sonic screwdriver that I had in silence in the library, um, which had been given to me by the doctor, is not the sonic screwdriver that has been seen yet. Hmm. She later went on to say, um, I haven't been told that I'm done on the show. Yes. So, this is not... Now, let's get this straight. She's <laughs> not saying that River Song will return, and she's not giving any sort of subtle little clues that she might be returning in the near future. But what she is saying is that it's not a closed case. Yeah. I think we can safely say that... The door is open. Indeed. Mm. Because there are... Um, yeah. I must admit, I did, I, I did groan a little when I read this. I was like, oh, because I am a bit sick of River. But, <laughs> but the bit that actually made me change my mind is that second bit where she says about the sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Because she's absolutely right. And actually, that, that really bugs me that we still don't know. That, that's a story that's still to be told. So I've changed my mind because of that. Because <laughs> I, do, I do want to know... How she got that Sonic? Yeah. You know, I mean, gosh, how long ago was Silence in the Library? You know, we're, we're still all these years later. That story hasn't been told. So, although I'm a little bit sick of River, um, I've no doubt she will crop up, and I I do want that story told. So, yeah, I'm actually kind of pleased. Okay. Yeah. Because as long as they actually answer that story, I wonder if um, Steve O's keeping it uh, as his sort of swan song or something. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, he must have got it in his head how she. She got yeah. that Sonic, so I wonder if he's just saving it for his, you know, before he goes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he does have a habit of, of doing these things over a long time, mm. um, like these little bits that you you would have thought would have been just left there and then, and then a year or two later it gets answered in an episode yeah. somewhere. So he does have a habit of doing that, and I don't know the timing. Does it feel about right now if they were to bring, say, if they were to bring her back for series ten, say for example? Um, would that be about right? Because she was in it, what, seven years ago? Six, seven years ago? Mm. When was Silence in the Library? When was her last... No, sorry, when was her last episode with Matt Smith? Was that four years ago? Was it um, the one where um, the Angels Take Manhattan? Was it that one? Was it or has she been in it since? Was it that one? I can't remember. You know, when, when Amy and Rory leave, have a, have a feeling... Yeah. I can saw a picture in the garden at the end talking to Amy and thinking... That's a, that's the last time we saw it. I could be wrong. Yeah, but, I think so. so was that three yeah. years ago then? Yeah, but because everyone yeah. everyone thought she's going to pop up in time of the Doctor, but we got Tasha Lamb, didn't we? So that's I, it. I think yeah. it was yeah. So it's been a few years since we've seen her last, and it's been seven years since this episode with that Sonic. So obviously she's not going to be back for series nine, but I don't know. Series ten would that be about right to bring her back if they would? I think it would actually. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah, she's not that bad. No, no, I quite like River. Yeah. I just think we we had a bit too too much of her um, in the Matt Smith era, you know. Because oh, okay. I actually think yeah. she's quite a good character, but I don't know. I think she got sort of overused a bit, you know. Yeah. I mean, the whole spoilers thing, like, was you know all right to begin with, but by the end, when she kept saying it, I mean, she's even saying it in this blimming quote. By the end, <laughs> you're sort of going, yeah, oh, you know, it, it grinds you a little bit, but but yeah, no, I think River's quite a decent character. Um, yeah, I'd like to see her come back, uh, but yeah, not just yet. Not just yet. She'd probably work quite well with Capaldi, actually. I thought, I think she would. Yeah, because yeah, there'd be, you know, the flirting would probably be out of the window. Wow, well, I don't know actually with Stephen Moffat, <laughs> but <laughs> you'd assume. Yeah, I yeah. think they could work well. Okay, so maybe we'll see her again soon. Hmm. I don't. I personally don't think we're done with River just yet, but I think it's a. It'll have to be a, a well-timed return. Yeah, that's going to wrap on news, buddy. Yeah. Before we crack on with our review, our classic review, um, we're going to announce our winner, the competition. Oh, 
Ooh, competition, yes. Yeah. So last week we asked you guys to uh, tweet in with anything you like, as long as it references something funny to do with Doctor Who or something about the book we're giving away. And um, so the book that we're giving away is um, our good friend Cameron McEwen. Uh, his new book, The Unofficial Doctor Who Big Book of Lists. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and you guys have sent in some very cool, some very funny uh, tweets. Um, but we can only have one winner. And oh, I haven't got my drum roll sound effect. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, um, I haven't even got anything to bang on. I can't even do one. That's probably just going to come out as really... <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, the winner is... That, yeah, so the winner is um, Thomas Evans. Oh, Thomas, cool. Thomas. What did he tweet? Uh, his tweet was, um, hey, look over there, in brackets, grabs the book and runs as fast as I can, smiley face. <laughs> oh, cool. Excellent. Congratulations, Thomas. Congrats, mate. So his, um, Thomas's Twitter name is at Thomas underscore Time Lord. Don't know if he's a real Time Lord, but... I suspect he is. We suspect so. Actually, this is... Uh, just remembered this is one of the few things that I bought from Forbidden Planet was this book. And it's a really good book, Thomas, so uh, I hope you enjoy it. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's one of the few things I bought, actually. <laughs> one of the... <laughs> out of all the, of all the stuff. Yeah, well, I thought, you know, better support our old mate, Camsey. And, but it is, it's a great, it is genuinely, it's a really great little book. I was showing my partner when I got back who has n not much interest in Doctor Who, <laughs> but I was just sat there flicking through it. It's a really great little book. It is a great book. It's very, very cool. Yeah. Um, yes. So thank you very much to Race Point Publishing uh, for giving us a copy to give away. Thank you very much, Cameron. Very good book. And Thomas, um, we will be in touch with you in the next, uh, next few hours or the next day, whatever. And we'll sort out getting that out to you. Yeah, brilliant. Good stuff. Classic review time. Right, yes. Spiffing little story this week, isn't it? A spiffing, yeah. A proper <laughs> British story. Really is, yeah. Um, yeah. Fifth Doctor, been a while. So Fifth Doctor story, Black Orchid. Not an accident. I'm afraid it's a little more serious than that, Doctor. That's him. That's who attacked me. It's me. Yes, you. And he did that. I saw him. Doctor, I'm afraid Miss Talbot is mistaken. I've just this minute come down the stairs. I am not mistaken. He danced with me and then pulled me in here. I shouted for help. James came and he killed him. I say, look here. Sir Robert, arrest that man. He killed James. I saw him. Lady Cranley, please. Charles, shouldn't you? No, Madge. Wait until the sergeant gets you. But our guest. I suggest, Charles, that you call it a day. Tell your guest there's been an accident and ask him to go home. What about him? I'll deal with this. Right, uh... Now, Anne. This man attacked me and then killed James. Oh, no. No, no, no. You did! He did. He danced with me on the terrace, brought me in here, and then Miss he... Talbot is quite mistaken. I have just come down these stairs. Before that, I... I... Wait a minute. Was I like this? Yes. Well, that's it, then. What is it? A completely logical explanation, a duplication of fancy dress. Someone else must be wearing an identical costume. Yes, one must be. Even the doctor's <laughs> really posh in this one, isn't he? I was going to mention that later, you know. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. He's, he's really... Um, do you reckon that's an influence from the supporting cast? Yeah, I reckon it is. It's funny, isn't it? I mean, it, I don't know if you, this happens to you, but I find it a lot as well, that sometimes if you're in the company of somebody who talks, I don't know, different, whatever, you do sometimes slip into it, don't you? You sort of seem to pick up the mannerisms. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I'm always yeah. like that. Yeah, with um, when my bro comes over from Australia and I spend oh, really? more than like half a day with him, I find myself having a strange kind of Aussie accent almost. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, so it does happen. <laughs> it does happen, yeah. Yeah. So, so, Black Orchid. Indeed. What do, think, what do you think then? What's, what's it about? What's it about? Well, it's kind of a simple, it's a very, very simple story, this one. It's only a two-parter, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's a really short one for a classic. Um, yeah. yeah. Don't get many two-parters. Yeah, so just two-parters of 24 minutes each, 25 minutes each. And this um, followed on from Visitation, which we did not that long ago. Um, that's right. Is, yeah. And Blake. they kind of mention it. Yes. And yes. <laughs> they kind of mention it, don't they? At the beginning, it's a sort of throwaway line. You know, if you didn't know, it wouldn't matter. But they do sort of say something about 
oh, we've left London in a terrible state. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Meaning that they've just burned down Pudding Lane. They've um, just wrecked but, half of London. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this was back in 82. Mm. And who wrote this one? Terence Dudley. Terence Dudley, yeah. So, right, the story is quite simple. They, they land on... Um, the TARDIS actually brings them to this train station. Mm. And the Doctor doesn't quite understand why, because he's quite frustrated. He's like, what is it with you and this planet and this place, whatever? And when they get out of the TARDIS onto the platform, they get kind of um, shuffled along into this story by the chauffeur, isn't it? So this very posh guy who owns this manor house nearby, um, his chauffeur is waiting on the platform for a doctor. Yeah, it's like they're expected, isn't it? It's like, oh, you're here, and it's all a bit odd, isn't it? It's like, yeah. oh. Yeah, so they kind of go with it, and then he takes them uh, off to this manor house. But before that, we get this very classic, well-known cricket scene <laughs> where um, uh, Peter Davison gets to really embrace his kind of Doctor Who outfit with these cricket whites and... Have, yeah. a, have a, a terribly British game of cricket. And once that's all done, they go back and, you know, there's this, um, they go to this very big house and there's this kind of Phantom of the Opera kind of figure, this sinister mm-hmm. figure who's um, who's kind of murdered this person and he's very, you don't really know what he's about. Um, it's almost um, quite unicorn and a waspy. Yeah, I, I, you know, I put that in my notes actually. It does, yeah. yeah, it does sort of um remind me of that a bit yeah. yeah so if you've seen unicorn and a wasp and you haven't seen this v- kind of visually and the vibe of the episode is they're very similar it's it's almost it's like a sort of a mystery isn't it it's like a murder mystery almost yeah. it's that kind of vibe anyway so this guy we don't know much about him and the doctor just gets kind of taken up in this whole social thing that everyone's very happy because there's a ball and there's like a, a it's like a masked ball and um it's almost like they haven't got anything to do. They're just letting their hair down and having a good time. But this thing's going on, and one of the um, girls at the party almost gets killed by this guy, and they accuse the doctor, and one thing leads to another. And, and turns... Nissa's got a double, hasn't she? This girl, yes. she looks the spitting image of Nissa for some reason. Yeah. Not sure why that's in there, no. but it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so the doctor, anyway, he gets accused, but, you know... As you would expect, the Doctor uncovers it somehow, and they go home. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's it's a bit like a sort of um, it's a little bit like a sort of Miss Marple episode, but with the Doctor in it, isn't it? It's kind of a yeah. you know, like you said, it's like this thing lurking in the base. So he's, he's tied up, isn't he? And there's this strange Indian man with a giant wooden tongue, mm-hmm. which is quite unusual. I remember that really because I remember this when it went out. I remember that guy really freaked me out as a kid with that tongue um so yeah there's a lot what there's a lot of mystery little points in this and it's um like you said it's just a two-parter um i thought it nips along at quite a good little pace because like you said the sort of story is very simple really isn't it it's just um it's just that they sort of arrive and get embroidered embroiled in all this goings on at this uh party really at a big mansion house you know that's pretty much it. That's so, it, yeah. Hmm. But what did you think of it then, overall? Did you like it? What did I think overall? I thought that it was okay. Um, I, um, there just wasn't much to it. Hmm. That's the only thing I can say, really. It's an enjoyable watch. Yeah. Um, the cast wasn't too bad. Peter Davison was quite cool. Um, Adric didn't really get too annoying, which is good. <laughs> um, and they're just... There, there wasn't much substance to it. That, no. You know, the story, you know, like we've established, is very simplistic. And you didn't really have to guess too much about what was going on. Quite predictable. And um, I can't really say much more than that because they're really... It's one of those, it's one of those stories where you can't really... You know, like if... You know, when we went to the convention and we started talking about various Doctor Who episodes and Doctors and stuff... Mm. A lot of the classics episodes we could have probably talked for for a good couple of hours. If yeah. we'd have brought this one up, we'd been done in 20 minutes. <laughs> Does that make it's, sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a bit like the cricket bit at the start, you know, it's... Um, it goes on for like, ages. Yeah, you, it does. It just goes on. I mean, you can just sort of nip out and have a get, you know, make a coffee and come <laughs> back, you know, and you're not missing anything. But uh, yeah, and it does go on for quite a while, doesn't it? It's like, they don't just have a shot of him bowling 
someone out. It goes on and on and on. But um, I do. I I really like this. <laughs> I really like this story. But as an enjoyable watch, it's like yeah. you said. There's not much substance to it. I think the reason I like it is because it's kind of nice just seeing the TARDIS crew you know, arrive and sort of unwind for a little bit before obviously getting embroidered in a horrific murder mystery, you know. Um, and I do like I do like the way it starts. You know, I do think it's um, kind of creepy because it actually starts with someone being throttled, doesn't it? That's the very first scene of someone being choked yeah. to death on a carpet. Uh, you know, so it's <laughs> like, oh, right. So straight into it. Um, and then it's all set in 1925. So like you said, everyone's very topo and, and British and all that sort of thing. I actually do think the cast in it are, are, are quite good. Well, I think they're really good, actually. Yeah. I, re- I yeah. really like the cast in it. Yeah. Um, all the bad. cast. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone, uh, but there's nobody in it that sort of makes me cringe. Do you know what I mean? Because there is a lot of, um, there is a lot of putting on your best British accent, <laughs> have we said, but there's no yeah. one in it that sort of makes me grimace or think, Oh God, you know, I think they were actually pretty good. Uh, just funny what you said about Adric, though, because he doesn't get anything to do with this <laughs> at all, apart from eat and yeah, yeah. and dance. You know, <laughs> it must have been the easiest days filming for Matthew Warhouse, you know, that there was, because yeah. he literally does. He just eats and dances, and that's that's all he gets to do in the whole whole story. Um, yeah. And I love the fact he, even when they change into their costumes for the party he puts his little star badge on <laughs> he's still got it on yeah. over his costume yeah oh dear yeah it's but cool. yeah yeah i mean the, the, the rest of the cast i mean i do think peter davidson's really good in this though i have to agree with you um and he hates this story he does peter yeah, yeah have, have you listened to have you watched it with the commentary yeah oh it's hilarious yeah. isn't it he, he absolutely destroys it he rips it to shreds mm-hmm. doesn't he yep he doesn't like it at all no it's not like no. he's just one of the little ones that one of the episodes that he wasn't quite a fan of. He really doesn't like it at all. No, I mean, I, I, I watched the episode and cause it's so short. Um, I remembered that the commentary was good and I thought I'll, I'll watch it again with the commentary. Um, while, while I'm doing dinner. So I could just, you know, I don't need to watch it. I can just listen to it. So, um, I, I put it on again straight after his country and it is so funny. I mean, they all actually, apart from Sarah Sutton, who played Nissa, she's the only one who sort of, sticks up for it you know um maybe because it focuses a bit more on her character i don't know but yeah, yeah the rest of them i mean uh, what's her name janet fielding tegan she she doesn't mince her words does she no not at <laughs> all know? no she's so funny yeah she um she's got that typical aussie no messing doesn't to the mess. point to the point exactly yeah yeah um it's actually a really good if you guys haven't watched that yet with a commentary it's a it's actually really funny it is. I think there are a few points where it's not supposed to be, but um, yeah, it's really funny. But um, talking of Peter Davison, um, and I was going to mention this earlier as well. Sorry, I was going to mention this, but we picked up on it straight away. But his accent, he does go very, very British, like all the other guys. Mm-hmm. And because um, I think he's he's quite in a lot of his episodes, he is quite British anyway. Yeah, he's got that classic kind of. Um, He's, he's, you can tell that he's classically um, not trained, but he's you know he, that's his kind of thing for Doctor Who. But in this one, it really does go up a notch, right from the beginning as well. You know when he turns up at the cricket match, yes, yeah, and we see like what feels like half an hour of just watching him hit cricket balls and do this terrible bowling. I mean, the guy who was batting must have been awful. <laughs> Because he's all over the place. When he's being, all over the shop, isn't he? Yeah. He is. Anyway, is yeah. Well, I think Peter Davison's really good in this. He's quite understated in it. Or he I like really... the fact he's quite cross in it, and I, I wonder if that's because I don't know if it's because he didn't like the story, but he reminds not he's not cross heart as much as Hartnell. But do you know what I mean? He's got a very spikiness to him in mm. this, which I really like. You yeah, know, he gets really frustrated, but not over the top, and I quite like it. Yeah, so I was going to say he, do, he doesn't go too nuts with it. He doesn't, yeah. he's quite understated, but he's quite, um, I, I'm not sure if you just wanted to get this one out the way. <laughs> um, yeah. it, cause one of the things that I did notice was his, his lines, they did seem a bit quick. Um, in some of the other episodes where he, the ones that he didn't mind doing, the ones that he quite liked, there's a bit more of a pace to his lines mm. and the way he delivers stuff and his interactions with other actors and stuff. But in this one, I found him to be quite quick. 
maybe because he wasn't enjoying the story, just wanting to get done and go down the pub or something. But yeah, he um yeah, I found him quite quick and and uh, just wanting to get through it. I think. Yeah, and also I think one of the things Peter Davison doesn't like about stories is that it's got no science fiction fiction aspect to it, which yeah. I kind of understand. It doesn't really bother me though. I have to be honest. Um, you know, I don't really care that there's no science fiction aspect to it. In fact, in a way, I think it's one of the reasons I like it because it just makes it a little bit different. Yeah, it's got that. Um, it's 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 just purely it's just a historical story, isn't it? Yeah, there's nothing else to kind of muddy the waters. There's no androids lurking in the basement or and they could have added them in i suppose i mean it would have been quite easy to have put uh, you know an alien monster in there yeah you know that would have been very easy to write in but so i guess they chose not you know was what's the writer terence dudley i guess he chose not to do it um but i don't mind i think it's fine i think it's quite makes a nice change a bit like you know like said the unicorn of the wasp oh that i suppose that does have the alien in it but it's quite you know it's got a different feel to the rest of the episode doesn't it yeah. unicorn and the wasp and i think this one does as well yeah. um and I, I like the fact the doctor's you know out of his costume and in that i like the harlequin costume i know peter davison hated it <laughs> but i kind of like it i think it it is kind of creepy you know like when he's sort of leaning over to strangle Anne, and then in oh, the yeah. next in yeah. the reprise he doesn't but you know i think it kind of works as a sort of because it's you know the person is just going, <laughs> isn't it? So it's kind of creepy. I don't know. Yeah. But. So what did you think of that guy? The um, the guy that's he's been uh, turned a bit strange by this this black orchid flower. Yeah. Uh, well, he's he's a stunt man, isn't he? So he's you know he's got uh, he, you know he's just basically sort of made it. You know he doesn't really get any lines or anything. Yeah. Um, but I I think he's okay and. I, I know Janet Fielding says the makeup's awful on his scarred face. I disagree. I think it looks all right. Actually, I think it looks quite horrible when he's sort of cowering in the corner. Um, I don't think it looks that bad. Do you? Or did you think it was bad? No, it wasn't too bad. I've seen. Oh. Well, yeah, we've seen worse in Doctor Who. We have indeed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would have, I'd have liked to have seen a bit more of that character. I'd like to have seen him, which is difficult because it's only a, it's only a two-parter so they can't really do too much with the time they've got but i would have liked to have seen him a bit more in it yeah i know you mean because you don't sort of get much time to sort of um have any sort of affection or care for well you do care i mean you're wondering why he's being locked up all the time why that engine's locking him up and i do love the bit in the commentary (laughs) where peter davison says uh you know he's strangling the engine guy to escape yeah and peter davison's like (laughs) points out that you know he said rather than trying to sort of stop him strangling him he just decides to hide a key instead <laughs> and i think yeah, there are loads of, there are loads of bits in this story that don't really make sense yeah. um, but they don't bother me um I, I, let's, let's talk a little bit about um sarah Titan because she has to play two parts that she has to play nissa her regular character and then she has to play Anne. and yeah this posh whiny Mm-hmm. Um, character that's supposed to look exactly like it. Like you said, I, there is no other reason for the fact that she looks like a twin apart from the fact that the um, guy, the scar, what's his name? It's George, isn't it? The guy is all scarred. George Milne, yeah. Yeah, he has to mistake Nyssa for Anne. And, you know, that's the only real reason for it, isn't it? So that they yeah. can add yeah. a bit of drama at the end when he kidnaps her. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Sarah Sutton manages to really play two different parts apart from being a bit more whiny because it's it's hard to tell when she's Nissa and when she's Anne isn't it because yes. they dress identical yeah. on purpose but then they don't feel like two different characters to me I don't think she really makes enough effort to sort of um play the part very different apart from being a bit whiny and a bit pathetic mm, she was yeah now you mention it uh, yeah I kind of got that whole I don't think she. I don't think she tested herself that much. No, I think she of, could have put a bit more effort in there. A bit more effort, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think she could. Have, she could have had a bit more fun with that. She, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think because whenever you speak to actors who have had to play dual parts before, they often say that it's great fun and, and they love doing that sort of thing because it's an opportunity to step outside and do something completely different. Yeah, but it seems like she didn't really take that and run with it. She was quite happy to um, to just play them quite similar. So maybe that was she was directed that way. I'm not sure, but yeah, they are quite samey, even though they're meant to be very different. 
Yeah, I think that's that's right. I mean, and also the only way to distinguish them is this tiny minuscule mole, isn't it, on the on the <laughs> yeah. shoulder? That that did make me laugh as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously she's you know she's got a wig on to make her hair look different. But yeah, you're right. I think she could have had real fun with that. I think she could have, you know, like you said, it's probably down to the direction. But you know, it would have been nice if she'd have played it different rather than yeah, because it did. You could you did just feel like it was just the same person. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah. I, I do, I guess I do like, um, uh, what's the lady, what's the surname? She, she's not in it that much. Lady uh, Ch- Cranley. Lady Cranley, Cranley isn't it? Yeah. 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 I don't know. There's something about her just sort of stubbornness. And she, the, when she's just letting the doctor die on his ass when he's trying to sort of <laughs> explain, you know, and she's just looking yeah. up at the sky. I mean, she's not the strongest character ever. But again, it comes back to, I think, the supporting cast are good because I think they played the role they're given quite well and there's something about her i just kind of like he got done up he got done up like a kipper oh didn't he just i would have been fuming yeah Yeah. and also (laughs) the bit with the mark but why i can't believe as well i mean to to prove his innocence that's probably one of the things that does slightly bug me i suppose about the story is that he takes to prove he's innocent he takes them to the tardis to show them inside and it seems a really bit of lazy i don't get that at all like the doctor, it's just not something that doctors ever sort of done before, or or would do, really, is it? You know, I and how does that even prove he's innocent? I just don't yeah. get that whole bit where he's like, you know, could you just pull over here? You know, he's suspected of murder. Could you just pull to the side of the road? I just want, <laughs> <laughs> just want to show you show you something. You yeah, know, it doesn't really add up. But I've uh, got um, written in my notes here. I've got the ending that you're referring to. Yeah. Um, about him taking them all into the TARDIS. I've put it's like trying to crack an egg with a nuclear bomb. <laughs> it's like oh, it's like right at the end it's like how's the doctor yeah. going to get out of this one yeah look, come come and have a look at my time machine this will prove my innocence immediately so everyone yeah. just jumps in and he's like oh this guy must be innocent he's got right. nothing to do with the fact that he's uh an alien who's got a time machine let's not focus on that yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's just focus on the fact that this guy's telling the truth. Let's <laughs> just ignore everything else that we've seen. It's just a really yeah. It's an incredibly lazy it is. sort of um, what do they call it? Just to move the plot on, basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So sh- to shoe on the plot in. Um, I have to say, actually, I do like the locations in this because you know I like my locations. You love them, and I do, I do. I do like my locations. The train station I've been to. It's it's actually fairly close to where i live um so it's a it's a steam museum so you know you can actually you haven't got sort of worried about being told off for being someone's property you can actually go in okay and, uh, yeah it's a nice little steam museum so that's um out near what's it called quainton it's in buckinghamshire so that's cool um the, the manor house is somewhere in sussex it's a million miles away so okay. i've not been to that one yet but they i do like the locations there's something quite nice about the tardis landing on a train station i don't yeah. know why yeah i thought I that why. pretty cool yeah yeah. Um, before we move on to scores, I just want to mention the very end. Yeah. And I know I shouldn't, but I don't think I've laughed as much <laughs> at an ending of Doctor <laughs> or Classic Who than I have this one. And it's the bit where um, Gareth is on the roof and he's just given Nissa back. Yes, yeah. And... Um, oh, his brother when he his, goes to say well, good show his brother puts his arms out a big old big smile on his face ready to uh to make amends and he falls off yeah he just why <laughs> and the guy's face just drops you know he puts his arms out and he's got this big grin on his face his brother like he doesn't he doesn't jump does he he falls he slips and falls he sort of slips backwards. Yeah. If, you, if, if you put some comedy music on that, I mean, it would just be hilarious. I found <laughs> that also, so funny. It, I know it is. And like you said, it shouldn't be, but it is. Um, and also, cause that's the thing that the other thing that made me laugh on that scene and, and Peter Davison points out on the commentary is the doctor says, what's he going to do when he finds out it's not Anne he's got. And the first thing he says when he gets on the roof is that's not Anne you've got there. And I'm thinking, hang on, you just said it. That's the last thing you should say. And it's the, oh, it's crazy. But that did make me laugh as well. Oh, and then God. the poor guy falls backwards off a roof from, you know, <laughs> and a rejected hug from the brother. It's all a bit mad. Oh God. The <laughs> last, the last 10 minutes is just bonkers. Yeah. It's just it is. bonkers. But you can't you can't dislike it though. I, do you know what? I really like it. I think yeah. I think you're going to be surprised when we score. But it's more because I just really enjoy watching it. I think it's just because it's too 
episode really sort of just two short fun episodes um yeah 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 <laughs> right scores <laughs> right um it's your turn to go first yeah it is week. yeah i may yep. be going too high here but i do re- despite all its faults and everything else um i'm going for an eight out of ten because i just really like this story i just really enjoy it okay i thought we were going to go for a, a first ten there Oh, no, Blimey. no, it's got far too many faults in, but I've, I've just always really liked it. Um, I, I do appreciate it's uh, it's not um, a work of Shakespeare. There's a lot of faults with it, but I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, so 8 out of 10. Cool. What are you, what are you giving it, mate? Mine's going to be a 7.5. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I was worried that I'd gone too high and that you were going to be like a 5 or 6 or whatever. But, yeah. yeah. And I think these might surprise a lot of our listeners. I think you guys mm. were... And the reason for is... This one, this particular episode, it hardly ever gets talked about. No, it's a bit of, yeah, you know? it, does, it does get overlooked, doesn't it, a lot? Yeah. yeah. Whenever you're talking about Classic Who or, you know, specifically the, the Peter Davison era, this one hardly ever gets brought up. Nobody ever really talks about it that much. And no. not because it's bad-ish. It's got, <laughs> it, I don't know, it's just one of those weird ones where, because I thought to myself before I watched it, I thought... Because I always try and go in without any preconception. Mm. I always try and clear everything that I've either seen or read or anything about it. And for some reason, I had in my head that this was going to be absolutely awful. Oh, really? Yeah, even though I tried to put that out of my head. I just had this feeling that it was going to be really bad. But it's actually pretty good. Like you say, it's a good, easy watch. It's quite enjoyable. Yeah. And you don't have to think too hard either. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just just an enjoyable watch, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So um, I, I am glad you liked it, by the way, because I, I do have a real soft spot for this one. Um, and I had absolutely no idea what you were going to make of this. I really, <laughs> like you said, you know, I I thought it is one of those stories that will divide people. And I thought, you know, is Gary going to like this? And I was thinking, oh, I, I hope you do, because because I've got a real soft spot for it. And it would have been hard if you'd have really, because, you know, I can, I can imagine that some people would slay this because of, you know, all the faults and stuff. So I was really glad that you enjoyed it, as, you know, that you did. Because yeah. it would have been quite hard if you hadn't. I would have thought, oh, no, you know, yeah. I really like it. But it's yeah, a harmless I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a harmless one. I can't really, you can't beat it up too much. Yeah. Um, let's jump over to Facebook, mm. see what you guys are saying on there. And uh, Kieran Knight, he says, very naff and unnecessary. Oh, no. But it's paced well, and there are worse ways to spend 50 minutes. No. Oh. I hear the commentary with Davis and ranting is hilarious. Oh, it is. It's it worth is, buying yeah. just for the commentary. Uh, ben Smith, uh, a short but sweet, enjoyable story. Nothing too serious, and although it has many flaws, it's just so much fun. Seven out of ten. Right, yeah. Uh, Stu Gee, he says, quite topping. Uh, it's a great period piece. The plot is a bit slight, though, and Adric and Tegan are sidelined too much. Yeah, the rest of the cast don't really get anything to do. That's nah. true. Uh, Greg Toby, he says, quite a relaxed story. Good if you want to watch Classic Who, but don't have enough time for four to six episodes. Seven mm. out of ten. And Devin Baker, uh, quite good, but f- but flawed, but also enjoyable. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair points. Uh, um, I had a couple. Uh, had Callum Johnson. He said he uh, really enjoyed this one. Uh, just a nice little story. He'd give it 8 out of 10. So that's good. He's on par. Cool. N- Nick Riches uh, really enjoyed the story. Bit of a guilty pleasure as it's not proper who in brackets. Uh, this is not Peter Davis's favourite story. He was playing cricket for the whole day. <laughs> it does feel like the whole day as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it could be quite dark if you think about it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think it did, you know, have potential to be perhaps a bit bit more than it was. Uh, so, yeah, he, he, he overall enjoyed it. Um, John Gurnhill. Uh, oh, no, he's just asking. I, I've had a mask uh, that I put on Facebook <laughs> of the thing. He's just asking where he is. Sorry. Looks uh, cool. And yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't take long. Uh, Andy Frankham Allen. He says, uh, fond memories of this one on first transmission. Love the scene on the train platform as the TARDIS arrives. A nice, tight little story and further proof that not every story needs science fiction elements for monsters. We need to return to some proper historicals. So, yeah, Andy's, Andy's a fan. Thanks, Mr. Andy. Good. Will Lloyd, our competition winner, he says, a nice little story that goes along at a good pace. One I'd recommend. It is quite well paced. Apart from the cricket scene, it goes on forever. Uh, Thomas Andrew Evans, is this... Is this the same Thomas that's just won the 
book. It is. I, I, I think, think so. it is. Yeah. yeah. Looking at the profile picture. Yep. Lovely story. It was the first proper. Oh, sorry. It's the first Peter Davison I watched. Would definitely recommend. You'd give it a four out of five. Cool. Stuart Stockwin. He, now, oh, he's normally quite negative, Stuart, isn't he? But he just says, yeah, he's not seen this one, but he's looking forward to the podcast. When I say negative, I mean he's, he can be, um, doesn't mince his words, a bit like Tegan. <laughs> and finally, Harry Westergaard, he says, a great story, fun to have a historical, as this is the first one since the Highlanders. Gosh, is it? It is indeed. Why me? Yep. All the way back to Hartnell. Yeah. And it does disappoint. Uh, quick paced, fun story, good to have something short and simple. Before Earthshock, yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. Cheers, bit Harry. Bit yeah. of a change of pace when we get to Earthshock, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, so overall, fairly positive. I think, like us, you know, they agree it's just a nice, easy watch. Yeah, can't complain with that. Yeah. What are we doing next week? Well, next week, uh, it's an Eccleston, isn't it? Um, Father's Day. Father's Day. Father's Day, yeah. That should be good. I haven't watched that for a while. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a little while. Yeah, with selfish old Rose. Selfish <laughs> oh, and the Reapers. Yeah, it's funny. I always, whenever I think of Father's Day, I always forget about the Reapers, and they're yes. actually really pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be doing that one next week. Yes, I think that will wrap, dude, for mm. episode forty. Spiffing. 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 <laughs> Episode 40, done, in the bag, in the can, however you want to say it. Next week, Father's Day, and just to confirm, the week after that, which will be episode 42, will definitely be Carnival of Monsters. Yeah, so we're off to the carnival. Mr. Pertwee. <laughs> Congratulations, Thomas, for winning the book. Yeah. Hope you enjoy that one, buddy. Tweet us a picture of you when you get it. We always love to see see our competition winners with their prizes. Yeah. Tweet us. Um, uh, stick it on Facebook or Twitter, whatever you like. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure when our next giveaway is going to be, but it will be at some point in the near future. Might be a, a big blue box T-shirt or mug being thrown out at some point. <laughs> I, want, I want one of those, one of each. Yeah, I want one too. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't got one yet, have we? No, we haven't. <laughs> We'll sort that out. So that'll be coming up soon. Very collectible. Indeed. Um, what else we got on? We haven't got much else on at the moment. So next week, what we'll do is, um, for episode 42, um, we will think of something between now and then to try and get a mug or a T-shirt or both out to you guys. Um, until then, jump over to the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. From there, you can jump onto all the social channels, so Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, say hi on those, give us a like, give us a follow. And if you guys have got just two minutes or even a minute, if you could jump onto iTunes, if you subscribe to the podcast on there, and just give us a quick review, that would be amazing. Uh, until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, Alonzi! Alonzi!